Any girl can be glamorous. All you have to do is stand still and look stupid, so said Hedy Lamar in reference to her career as a Hollywood actress, yet she was far from stupid. As well as acting, Lamar helped develop a radio guidance system for torpedoes, which inspired future Bluetooth and GPS technologies. Yet, Lamar's lengthy career in the film industry continues to overshadow her intelligence and scientific achievements. Hedwig Eva Maria Kiesler was born on 9 November 1914 in Vienna, which was then in Austria-Hungary. She was the only child of Jewish parents Gertrude Trude Kiesler, 1894-1977, and Emil Kiesler, 1880-1935, although her mother had converted to Catholicism and raised Lamar as such. At age 12, Lamar entered and won a beauty contest in Vienna and developed a fascination with film and theater. So, she began attending acting classes. Yet, at the same time, Lamar attended a private school, where she studied piano, ballet, language and natural sciences. During her spare time, Lamar accompanied her father on walks and listened to his explanations about the workings of different technologies. Desperate to start an acting career, Lamar forged her mother's signature on an application to work as a script girl for Sasha Film, the largest Austrian film production company of the silent film era. The role involved overseeing the continuity of the film, which included ensuring clothes, props, scenery, and so forth appeared at the right moments. Yet, Lamar longed to act and was no doubt thrilled to star as an extra in the 1930 film Money on the Street. The film brought her to the attention of the Austrian producer Max Reinhardt, 1873-1943, who cast her in a play called The Weaker Sex. Enamored with her performance at the theater in Der Hosefstadt, Reinhardt persuaded Lamar to travel with him to Berlin. While she readily agreed, on arrival she was snatched up by the Russian theater producer Alexis Granowski, 1890-1937, who cast her in The Trunks of Mr. O.F., 1931. Following this, Lamar played the lead role in the German comedy film No Money Needed, 1932. In 1933, the Czech film producer Gustav Machetti, 1901-63 cast Lamar in the lead role of Ecstasy, an erotic romantic drama. Lamar, billed as Hedy Kiesler, played Eva Yermann, the neglected young wife of an ignorant older man. Fed up of being ignored, Eva files for divorce and falls in love with a younger man, which makes her ex-husband jealous. The film portrayed sexual intercourse, although never showing more than the actors' faces. There were also brief nude scenes, which gave ecstasy at Lamar a notorious reputation. Despite giving Lamar international recognition, the film was considered overly sexual in the United States and Germany, where it was subsequently banned. Dismayed with the infamous reputation brought on by ecstasy, Lamar retreated from cinematography and focused on the theater. Lamar played the lead roles in several plays, often receiving roses from her admirers. Fans tried to sneak backstage to meet her after each performance, including the alleged third richest man in Austria, Friedrich Mandel, 1977. Initially, Lamar sent Mandel away, but his determination to speak to her, plus his charm and personality, won her over. Lamar's parents disapproved of her relationship with Mandel. He often attended parties with Benito Mussolini and Adolf Hitler, despite their opposing political beliefs. Yet, Lamar ignored her parents' warnings and married Mandel in Vienna on 10 August 1933. At 18, Lamar was much younger than the 33-year-old previously married Mandel. Initially, living with Mandel in his castle-like home, Schloss Schwarzenau, probably felt like a fairy tale, 
but after he disapproved of her role in ecstasy and prevented her from further acting, the illusion soon wore off. Feeling like a prisoner, Lamar only left Schloss Schwarzenau to accompany her husband to business meetings, where he met with scientists involved with military technology. While she felt disheartened about her marriage, the meetings enhanced her knowledge and scientific talent. Unfortunately, not even these meetings made her situation bearable, so Lamar fled to the United Kingdom in 1937. Writing about her relationship with Mandel 30 years later, Lamar said, I knew very soon that I could never be an actress while I was his wife, he was the absolute monarch in his marriage, I was like a doll. I was like a thing, some object of art which had to be guarded and imprisoned, having no mind, no life of its own. Shortly after arriving in London, Louis B. Meyer, 1884-1957, the co-founder of Metro-Goldwyn-Meyer Studios, MGM, approached Lamar, offering her $125 a week to work with him in Hollywood. She refused the proposal but decided to travel to the United States anyway. Traveling on the same liner as Meyer, she impressed him enough to raise his offer to $500, which she accepted. Following his advice, she changed her acting name to Hetty Lamar to distance herself from the reputation she garnered as Hetty Kiesler. The surname was suggested by Meyer's wife, a fan of the late silent film actress Barbara Lamar, 1896-1926. After promoting Lamar as the world's most beautiful woman, Meyer loaned her to the film producer Walter Wanger, 1894-1968, who wanted to make an English version of the French film, Pepe Lamoco, 1937. Titled Algiers, 1938, Lamar played Gabby, a beautiful woman who attracts the attention of a thief called Pepe Lamoco. Lamar's beauty took one's breath away, and Algiers inspired the 1942 film Casablanca, written with Lamar in mind. When Maya refused to release Lamar from her contract, the lead role went to Ingrid Bergman, 1915-82. Following the success of Lamar's first American film, she was frequently typecast as the archetypal glamorous seductress of exotic origin. She portrayed such roles in Lady of the Tropics, 1939, and I Take This Woman, 1940, as well as Boomtown, 1940, and Comrade X, 1940, alongside the King of Hollywood Clark Gable, 1901-60. Lamar also starred with James Stewart, 1908-97 in Come Live With Me, 1941, and Ziegfeld Girl, 1941 the latter also featuring Judy Garland, 1922-69. In 1939, Lamar married the American author and screenwriter Eugene Wilford Jean Markey, 1895-1980. Rather than having children of their own, Lamar and Markey adopted James Lamar Markey, 1939. At least, that is what they told the world. Many years later, James discovered he was Lamar's biological son with the actor John Loder, 1898-1988, who Lamar married in 1943 after divorcing Markey in 1941. During the war years, Lamar continued acting, starring in films such as White Cargo, 1942, The Heavenly Body, 1944, and The Conspirators, 1944. In 1945, she made her final film under her contract with MGM, Her Highness and the Bellboy, in which she played a princess who fell in love with a New Yorker. During her Hollywood years, Lamar often felt homesick, although she helped her mother escape to the United States following the Angeles in 1938. Lamar also did not understand why so many Americans adored her and found the notion of signing autographs peculiar. In her spare time, Lamar developed concepts for inventions, for example, 
a tablet that would dissolve in water to create a carbonated drink. She even advised aviation tycoon Howard Hughes, 1905-76 to make his airplanes more streamlined. When the Americans entered the Second World War, Lamar desired to help and attempted to join the National Inventors Council. The Nick repeatedly refused her application and suggested she sell war bonds instead. While she agreed to attend war bond rallies, Lamar's desire to invent something to aid the war did not abate. After learning that radio-controlled torpedoes could be jammed and set off course, Lamar devised on paper a frequency-hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. Lamar asked a friend and pianist, George Antile, 1959, to help her make the device. Lamar told him that she did not feel very comfortable, sitting there in Hollywood and making lots of money when the world was in such a state, so Aunt Heil agreed to help. By synchronizing a small player piano mechanism with radio signals, Aunt Heil made Lamar's invention a reality, and she was granted a patent under U.S. Patent 2,292,387 on 11 August 1942. Lamar used her married name, Hetty Kiesler Markey, to keep her passion for science separate from her Hollywood career. Unfortunately, Lamar's device was too technologically advanced for the U.S. Navy to implement. They also refused to consider inventions by non-military personnel. Disheartened by the rejection, Lamar returned to acting and married John Loder in 1943. As well as their son James, who Loder adopted, perhaps he did not know he was the biological father, they had two children, Denise, 1945, and Anthony, 1947. Whilst Lamar left MGM in 1945, she did not stop acting. Lamar briefly formed a production company with the producer Jack Chertok, 1906-95 and made the thriller The Strange Woman, 1946, in which she also starred. The film went over budget and only made minor profits, as did their second thriller, Dishonored Lady, 1947. An attempt at a comedy, Let's Live a Little, 1948, also failed to make much profit. After the third flop, Lamar gave up her attempts to produce a successful film and returned to acting for other companies. By this time, she had also divorced John Loder. Following these unhappy years, Lamar finally enjoyed her biggest success when she started as Delilah in Paramount Pictures' Samson and Delilah, 1949. Based on the biblical story about a strong man whose secret lies in his uncut hair from the Book of Judges, it was the third highest-grossing film ever at the time of its release. Lamar was chosen to play Delilah from a large selection of actresses, which included Joan Crawford, Rita Hayworth, Maureen O'Hara, Lucille Ball, and Vivian Lee. Burt Lancaster was the first choice to play Samson, but due to injury, he declined. Instead, Victor Mature, 1913-99 was given the role. The film remained true to the biblical story, except for making Delilah the younger sister of Samson's wife, played by Angela Lansbury, born 1925. At the 23rd Academy Awards in 1951, Samson and Delilah won for Best Color Art Direction and Best Color Costume Design. In 1950, Lamar returned to MGM and starred in A Lady Without Passport, 1950, which unfortunately flopped. After this, Lamar starred in two Paramount films, Copper Canyon, 1950, and My Favorite Spy, 1951, but neither achieved the same accolades as Samson and Delilah. After marrying swing king Ernst Heinrich Teddy Stouffer in 1951, a marriage that only lasted a year, Lamar's career went into decline. After her fifth marriage in 1953, this time to a Texas oilman called W. Howard Lee, she traveled to Italy to star in Loves of Three Queens, 
in which she played multiple roles. On returning to the U.S., Lamar starred as Joan of Arc in The Story of Mankind, 1957, and the lead in The Female Animal, 1958. In 1960, Lamar was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but in 1966, while filming Picture Mommy Dead, she collapsed from nervous exhaustion and was replaced by Zsa Zsa Gabor, 1917-2016. Lamar never acted again. In 1960, Lamar divorced her fifth husband and three years later, married her divorce lawyer, Louis J. Boys. Sadly, Lamar's sixth marriage only lasted two years, after which she remained single for the rest of her life. In an attempt to remain popular in the Hollywood industry, Lamar agreed to let Leo Guild and Cy Rice ghostwrite her autobiography Ecstasy and Me, My Life as a Woman. Unfortunately, she did not read what they had written before it went to publication and only realized afterwards that the book was fictional, false, vulgar, scandalous, libelous and obscene. When questioned about the autobiography on The Merv Griffin Show, Lamar responded, That's not my book. Whilst the 1960s resulted in the end of Hedy Lamar's acting career, her 1942 invention was finally used by the U.S. Navy. After updating the design, Navy ships were equipped with a device in 1962 during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Unfortunately, Lamar did not receive recognition for the invention until 1997, when the Electronic Frontier Foundation honored Lamar and Antile with a special Pioneer Award. Lamar also became the first woman to receive the Invention Convention's Bulby Ganas Spirit of Achievement Award. From the 1970s onwards, Lamar lived a secluded lifestyle. She turned down opportunities to appear in television commercials and stage shows due to disinterest and failing eyesight. In 1981, Lamar moved to Miami Beach, Florida, where she rarely left the house. Instead, she spent six to seven hours on the phone with friends and family rather than seeing them in person. On 19th of January 2000, Hedy Lamar passed away from heart disease at the age of 89. Following her final wishes, her son Anthony flew to Vienna to scatter her ashes in the Vienna woods. Lamar's life as an actress was celebrated during her lifetime, but her contribution to science and technology remained largely unknown. Using her original invention, scientists have made significant developments, leading to many devices used in the 21st century, such as GPS, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. In recognition of her contribution to science, the Austrian Institute for Quantum Optics and Quantum Information, Ikiki, named the Quantum Telescope on the roof of the University of Vienna after Lamar in 2013. The following year, Lamar was posthumously inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame for her development of frequency-hopping spread-spectrum technology. The same year, the Vienna Central Cemetery erected a monument in her memory. On 9th of November 2015, on what would have been Hedy Lamar's 101st birthday, Google honored her with a Google Doodle on their homepage, although not in the United Kingdom. Designed by Jennifer Hahn, the animated video illustration tells Lamar's story, emphasizing both her acting and scientific careers. Using film posters from the 1940s, Hum drew the glamorous movie star but emphasized Lamar was more interested in helping the Allied war effort during World War II than in the roles she was being offered on screen. In 2019, Lamar received her most recent posthumous honor when her name was given to an asteroid. The 32,730 Lamar was first spotted in 1951 by German astronomer Carl Wilhelm Reimuth, 1892-1979. It remained unnamed until 2019. Whilst there was no doubt Hedy Lamar was a talented, beautiful actress, 
gender stereotypes prevented her from achieving her full potential as a scientist and inventor. She is not credited with the invention of Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, but her initial ideas helped many people develop the technologies relied upon today. It is impossible to imagine what Lamar could have created if given the chance, and the posthumous awards and recognition barely make up for the lack of opportunity women had in the early 20th century. Dash. My blogs are now available to listen to as podcasts on the following platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you would like to support my blog, become a Patreon from pound5 slash m or buy me a coffee for three pounds. Thank you.